I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Merlin. And we're back with more coverage of season four. We're getting into some stuff that I love about Merlin, which is dragon lore. Chris, I'm excited about dragon lore. Dude, this is, I watched this episode when I wasn't in a great mood. I was so tired from work. And it put me in a better mood because it was just a good old fashioned episode of a fantasy TV show. It's it's real fantastic. And anytime you see a baby dragon on a TV show, I think you're 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 doing the Lord's work. You know, you're doing the right thing. That day. you're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Um, before we get too far into it, I do want to thank our patrons over Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. They continue to support us. Uh, if you want to join up, you get cool benefits like episodes of this podcast early or access to our Discord server uh, where we have good times. Uh, I think I'm going to try to stream some stuff on that Discord server like for patrons cool. only. So uh, join up, come come look around, see where you're at. Uh, in the meantime, Chris, catch us up on Merlin. What's been going on, man? Well, last time on Merlin, long live the king, Jeremy. After an assassin strikes down Uther, Arthur is desperate to help his father at all costs, even if it means using magic. With the help of Merlin, disguised as Dragoon, the pair attempt to heal the king, but thanks to Morgana's meddling, the spell backfires and Uther's life comes to an end. Finding new resolve in his darkest hour, the young prince takes his first step forward to uh, first step forward as the newly crowned King Arthur. This is Merlin, season four, episode four, Athusa. Uh, this was aired on October 22nd, 2011, written by Julian Jones and directed by Alex Pillai. The mysterious Julius Borden arrives in Camelot with news of a magical secret that Julius threatens Borden. to Borden. What change. Is he? He's just like a guy. That's just a guy's <laughs> name. just a dude's name. Uh, is that the milk guy? Is that Borden? <laughs> He's a milk guy, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. News of a magical secret that threatens to change the landscape of the kingdom forever. He has located the final part of the key to the tomb of Ashkenar, an ancient mausoleum that holds a very special treasure, the last remaining dragon's egg. Berlin is understandably drawn in by Borden's news and promises to help him. However, just who is the enigmatic stranger? Mm. Uh, I love this. Uh, this opening shot is of Julius uh, just climbing his way down a rope in a room full of sleeping druids uh and it's so i think i've told you about watching dark that series on netflix mm-hmm. um which I, I know i told you is like a very crazy german time travel show but that i did not tell you that it features a, an extraordinary amount of women just climbing up and down ropes <laughs> like oh. and, and, and increasingly preposterous outfits to do so which i very much appreciate so uh it was just very fun seeing this dude and then I have this weird face blindness thing right now, and I, I, maybe this is just we talked in the outtakes about being just a little worn down. But uh, when they when he when Julius finally looks at this at the camera and we get his, our first good look of his face, I was like, wait, is that Lancelot? And it's not. It's absolutely not. I just had the weird uh, moment of face blindness. Instead, yeah. it is. Uh, well, I, I also felt like I had seen him before in the show. I'm like, am I supposed to know him? No, no. I'm not. Um, it's just one of those guys who just kind of looks like anybody. Well, uh, you, you've probably seen him in Battlestar Galactica because he was a huge part maybe. of Battlestar Galactica. Uh, and he's been in a bunch of, a, like a large number of science fiction and fantasy movies over the years and TV shows. Probably explains so, it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely got one of those faces because he's got one. He's one of those guys. Because he's one of those guys, yeah. Uh, this scene is cool because, you know, we, he sneaks down into this cave, I guess, where druids sleep on the floor. And he's sneaking over to rifle through this box and then he pulls out this piece of something it's an ornate golden something or other we're gonna find out it's a piece of something called the triskelion yes um and he he has one piece he finds a second piece and he connects them together and then he turns and every single person <laughs> in the cave is standing up and staring at him. And it's both really funny and really scary. It's really scary. Uh, it's very funny. And it's also completely unusable as like a alarm device because like yeah. he, he escapes the cave, which I'm like, you guys, that pro- problem number one with the staring creepily thing. Mm-hmm. As he's running through the forest, like he's running past just druids that are standing there. And I'm like, okay, I mean, again, 
points for creepiness, but you could just grab the dude. Uh, yeah. And- well, generally speaking, they don't they don't use resistance or uh, violence. They just use judgment. Sure. I guess I <laughs> guess just, you're right. Yeah. They're just you know he, they're just hoping that he's gonna be like, all right, fine, yeah. Jesus, stop looking at me like that. I'm just saying, by the time you turn your thousandth cheek, like maybe maybe it's time just to grab grab the guy. Yeah. And- it's maybe maybe cheek one thousand and one. It's it's, it's time a, to stop it's turning too much. the other one. Yeah. Uh, and he gets he finally gets stopped by a ravine uh, and this main dude who I feel like is our main druid guy from throughout the series uh, is like hey yeah, we've seen him before y- you're never gonna find the third part of the Triskelion and he's like oh I, I know exactly where that is uh, and he just boop, hops right over the ravine mm-hmm. uh, and he is on his way to Camelot uh, and that night in the lab there's a knock at the door and it's our guy who we don't even know is named julius yet but it's julius uh he is an old friend of gaius who presumably left camelot it's implied like before he got hunted down and executed uh and (laughs) gaius is is, is immediately like greets this dude like this dude left a a urine stain on his couch and you've got some nerve coming back here after you pissed on my couch. You pissed <laughs> in all of my potion bottles. Yes. There were hundreds of them. This must have taken you days to fill up all those potion bottles. And you come knocking at my door now? Smell of like piss? And there's a there's a moment where he's like, surely you didn't surely you didn't side with Uther on this. And I wanted to be like, I mean, he's in the castle. Like, who? What yeah. Do you- well, after the fucking piss potion thing, I did. <laughs> I did side with Uther, and I'm complacent. I'm fine because of your pissy antics. There's a he produces the Triskelion, his two pieces, uh, tells Gaius that the third piece is directly below them in the vaults of Camelot, where it's been for four hundred years. Uh, the they they do some close ups directly below us in my bladder. In yeah, my bladder, I'm gonna piss Sorry. all. Okay, gonna, no gonna more piss it out. Uh, they there's some script on it. There's some old like old magic script on it that points yeah. the reader some, to you know some some One Ring shit. Some One Ring shit, uh, and that talks about the dragon's egg. Uh, and Julius like starts off saying, you know, we want to, we need to resurrect the last dragon, restore our noble species. Um, and Gaius is like, yeah, I don't believe you at all. I think this is a hustle. You need to get the fuck out of my house. Uh, but also he- surprisingly, Gaius is like, I believe in King Arthur and the future that he's going to build. Um, which I, you know, well, he's always been, he's always been of a, a bit of a bootlicker. So of course he's going to side with authority. But no, I, I. I guess I was just, I was like, oh, okay, Gaius, he's throwing his support behind Arthur. Of course, but it's nice to hear him say it. Exactly, yeah. It's 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 good that he's supporting a good guy for once, I guess. Like, he's yeah. always, he's <laughs> he's just always supported the guy in charge, so it's nice that the guy in charge is yeah. reasonable. Although, I yeah, mean, nothing's, nothing's really changed for... <laughs> yeah, nothing, I mean, Gaius is still a bootlicker. Let's, 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 let's be honest about all of this. Uh... Once he once Julius leaves, of course, uh, Merlin rushes out and wants to know everything, uh, and immediately wants to go save the dragons. And Gaius is like, "Yeah, I mean, he says that, but he absolutely will piss on your couch before he's done." And Merlin's like, yeah. "I can't afford a couch, much he's less like, a place to put it." Do you remember that smell before you got here and cleaned the lab with magic? <laughs> that was all Julius, and he left thirty-five years ago. You said no more piss jokes. I did not say no more, no more piss jokes, so I get to do them. Damn uh, it! They um. And of course, you could just tell Merlin's going to just do this by himself. Like, he's just absolutely going to do this. Uh, and so, sure enough, there's the, I'm going to say, the, like, the ninth full moon of this, <laughs> the series. Mm-hmm. It stays full moon, it's, dude. It stays a full moon in Camelot. Uh, moons, dude, moons were just fuller back then, you know? Merlin sneaks out. Before social media. Before social media. Before we all just looked at our phones, we just looked at the moon. People, like, talked to each other, and we had full moons three times a month. I guess I guess if your moon is just an enormous space dragon, then it's probably stays full. All oh, the true, time. dude. It's not yeah. like he like rolls over that much, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he runs out to the woods. Merlin sneaks out of the lab, runs out to the woods, calls our boy, the big dragon, and it's like, Yo, Homa, you will not believe what I have heard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the dragon is like, you absolutely have to go get this egg. And he's like, but Gaius. And I was like, this dragon yeah. is going to fucking roast you, my dude. He is going to be so mad at you. Like, why did you even tell him? Why'd you even tell him? It's just like, you're just teasing him at this point. You should go and get the egg first and then come tell him. Because if it fails, this dude's going to be crushed. Like, this is like the hope of the century. Literally. 
um, open of the millennia, and you're like, oh, by the way, I sorry, it was crushed when the tower fell. Um, but guys, told me you're gonna get it. Um, but no, the dragon gets really serious here. He's 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 like, I beg, oh, if, in the name of your father, promise me that you'll do everything you can to, to rescue this dragon egg. And Merlin's like, well, Damon, I guess I have to promise now. And it, it gets even like more than that because the dragon literally starts begging, like, please, Merlin, promise me that yeah. you will go do this. Uh, and we haven't really. And, and I'm like, s- I'm huge with making promises to dragons. I'm finding out. Uh-huh. I didn't know that that was something that I love, but I do love that. It's pretty dope. Like, if you're gonna, did you ever watch? Uh, the Dragonheart movie. Oh, of course, Sean Connery. Of course, I did. Yeah, yes, dude. absolutely. I fucking loved that. I had all the toys and stuff because I was very young when it came out. Man, that was the best. I'm sure it wasn't, but it was. The yeah, best. I'm sure. I, I can't imagine revisiting uh, Dragonheart nowadays. But I remember like some weird behind the scenes thing of them trying to make the dragon look like Sean Connery, and I was like, mm. <laughs> excellent. It's a good. That's good. Oh man. So uh, the next morning, Marlon uh, wakes up. Heads to the tavern to find Julius. Uh, sneaks into his room where Julius, uh, is because Julius isn't an idiot, uh, is expecting somebody to rob him. Uh, he catches Merlin up, puts a knife to his neck, and Merlin kind of confesses everything. Like, I'm here to help. Uh, overheard you talking with Gaius, and I can get us in because I am Merlin, or excuse me, Arthur's personal servant. Yeah. Um, this is going to kick off like just a bunch of wackadoo antics that I, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. Like we have this like save the dragon species plotline and the B plotline is like, whoops, got to steal whoops, something I accidentally from Arthur. Tickled Arthur in his yeah. sleep. <laughs> I just love this so much. It's like, I it genuinely like, so he's got to go get the key from Arthur key to the key to the vault. And he starts looking around through his keys. And of course, He's making too much noise, and the sleeping Arthur wakes up. So Merlin, just without missing a beat, is like when Arthur's like, "What the hell are you doing?" Obviously, isn't gonna. First of all, it's nice that Arthur doesn't suspect Merlin of stealing anything. Um, he's just confused as to what he's doing. But Merlin just says, "Oh, I'm I'm looking for woodworm. Like I'm listening into you know termites, I guess. Listening at, at you know into the into the cupboard to see if there's anything. And nope, okay, that's that." Um, but yeah, this this running gag was, genuinely made me laugh. The uh, the woodworm thing is like when he says I'm looking for woodworm. Arthur just like closes his eyes and he's like, before breakfast. And Merlin is like, that's when the worms are most active, sir. Yeah. Uh, it's the dumbest shit in the world, and I just eat it up. Just I just that's, love it. Uh, that's why Merlin. We got dragon lore, and we have this side by side. On the way out, Merlin finally spots the key and realizes it's on uh, Arthur's belt. So he grabs a bunch of dirty clothes under the cover of like having to go launder launder and Arthur of course throws more laundry at him and then demands the key back in the process demands the belt back uh, so now Merlin ha- having had done a bunch of his chores is um, serving Arthur in his council room where serious matters of state are being discuss- discussed uh, does a little spelly spell in front of everybody to drop Arthur's trowel and just that's the king that's the king bro that is that's not just your buddy anymore. That's the king. You dropped the king's pants in a meeting. Of the realm? Ever heard of it? Yeah, and I know, I've realized, like, the realm doesn't sound like a lot because it's only, like, 16 hectares or whatever you guys yeah. measured land yeah. with over there. But, uh, you know, it's a lot of leagues, Merlin. You'd have to kind of have to fly a taxi or ride a bike across it. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I said fly a taxi. I meant fly a dragon mm-hmm. across it. That, <laughs> I don't know where I'm flying dragons from. Ridiculous. Well, I mean, Merlin treats them like taxis, so I get I get where you're coming from. But yeah, he pants the king of Camelot. He pants him in front in at court in front of everybody, and then just like tackles him. He tackles a pantsless Arthur to try and help him pull his pants back up. Of course, stealing the key in the process. But oh my god! Oh, it's so hilarious, dude. I mean, the entire time Arthur is just shouting Merlin and saying no, like Merlin, no, yeah. Merlin, no. Yeah. Merlin, stay away from my exposed buttocks, please. Oh, my God. Uh, That evening, Merlin lets Julius into the castle. Uh, Julius is able to sneak up to some guards, punch him out. Uh, Uses that classic coin flip maneuver to distract the guards. Uh, Opens the vault. We we spend a lot of time looking for this third piece before he finally finds it and attaches it to the other two pieces uh, where it magically fuses together to form one complete whole. And then he goes back to Merlin, and as they're about to leave the castle, uh, they hear some guards, and they, they they hide from some guards, and Julius asks Merlin, are you a good liar? And Merlin's like, uh, I guess? And he's like, you're gonna have to be. And then just straight cold knocks our boy out. Betrayal, Chris. Betrayal. Betrayal and I Camelot. thought that he was trying to frame him here. 
because he leaves him with the key and everything. So it was just going to look like Merlin broke in. He's got the key on him. He must have done something wrong. But thankfully, Merlin wakes up in the morning and nobody has found him. Well, I think I think Julius was trying to frame him without realizing that nobody would believe Merlin is like <laughs> would be capable of doing something like this. Arthur would be like, I'd... he has a reputation around. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you, you're you're too stupid to do it. Be doing anything like yeah. malicious. Like what is what what, what 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 did you get drunk at the tavern, Merlin? It's it's extremely um, funny. But really, yeah. So either nobody found him, or they found him and they just left him there. And frankly, I think that Merlin probably woke up seconds later. You know, he wasn't down for the count. He was knocked out for like a second. You know, you see boxers they get knocked out and then they kind of come to he came to and then he just thought you know what fuck it i'm going to sleep and just and just went right back to sleep excellent good yeah. good good okay because i was about to say like some significant time passed in terms of just daylight like we went from night yeah he to woke day, up and then just was like you know just, what I'm, I'm i've had i've had enough yeah yeah this, i'm just taking i'm taking a breather this is more comfortable than the guest bedroom that i sleep in so i'm just gonna yeah. take a nap in the doorway of the, of the vault um it's very funny uh, Merlin does have to cover his tracks some, so he, uh, as he wakes up, he realizes what's happened. He has to place the key back. Uh, this time, um, they, as he sneaks into Arthur's room, he knocks over a goblet, has to save it with magic, but also has to uh, climb over Arthur to do it, which I'm sure uh, sets the the Merthyr fans alight. This yeah, is this, they're straight up frolicking th- right now. This is very cute and kind of sexy, Chris. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> hey, hey, just a little, uh, a little sexy fun, you know. A little sexy fun time. Sure, Arthur's asleep, but he is shirtless. He is shirtless, and he does like pop up as as he's as as mm-hmm. Merlin saves the goblet. Uh, he and then leans back. Arthur like wakes up and is like, "What are you doing?" And of course, we go right back to the uh, woodworm bit again. Yeah. Oh God, it's so good. Uh, and then the bell sounds, and I think that in Arthur's Camelot, they they have they've chilled with the with the alarm bell. Now I think. When they're, this is my headcanon. In emergencies, someone is just sent to find the king rather than just sounding the bell for all of fucking Camelot to hear. <laughs> but they hear the bell sound, so they're very confused, and so they have to go run and find out what happened. Yes. Uh, I like this idea, too, that the, the bells are... Like, he had a talk with the diet guy who runs the bells, and it's like, look, mm-hmm. we need, we need like, three... It needs to be a really important alarm. Like, not just... Like, it can't just be that somebody said something bad about Uther. Like, that's not enough anymore. (laughs) We can't go ringing the damn bells. That's all of Camelot. Everybody in town can fucking hear it, man. We got to relax with that. All hours of the night. And sometimes you're tipping off assassins that were onto them. We got to relax. We got to relax this stuff, man. Um, The the vault robbery has been found out. Agravain is investigating... uh, Arthur finds the empty box. Uh, Gaius fills Arthur in on all of the details of the Triskelion. Uh, Arthur's familiar with the legend of the Ashkenar uh, and knows about the dragon egg. Uh, and in an interesting moment, I think there's just a real subtle kind of line here because at the end of the episode of uh, Uther dying at the beginning of the season, like Arthur kind of hardened his heart towards magic, having lost his father mm-hmm. trying to use it. Um, and right here he says, you know, I, I can't have all of my father's good work destroying those monsters be undone. So we have to hunt down the egg and destroy it, uh, which is of course not what you want to hear from our boy, Arthur, but exactly where he is right now in terms of just dealing with magic stuff. Yeah. He's um yeah, he's, he's going full, you know, hard line on this mm-hmm. and that's not great. And is this where we cut right back over to the lab? Because yeah, because now guys is laying into Merlin. He's like, dude, if you hadn't done anything, the egg would be safe it's been there for 400 years and it can live for like another 600 but now you've put a target on this dragon's back like a way to go if you had just left well enough alone julius wouldn't have been able to get into the vault and arthur wouldn't be trying to kill the dragon um so it's a lose-lose situation at this point Gaius Um, has a point here like i'm not going to say that he is not without a, a a shred of um leg to stand on and his and, and, and berating Merlin for doing this but also for, for him to be mad for anybody else t- doing anything is just kind of laughable to me at this point like yes yeah. of course Gaius the thing that I should do is just stand by it and let the thing happen I should have no agency whatsoever thank you Gaius yeah. for this perfect advice of just standing by and watching the children be killed right like I should have just done that Gaius it's not the same it's not the same it's not the same it's not the same uh, I, and also like Gaius's yelling voice is very is very scary i bet he scares his grandchildren when they like break his like model (laughs) ship or something yeah um yeah but uh you know he does have a point but you know 
rich coming from you, Chief. Exactly. Um, but anyway, so the next, then now it's just it's time to head out. It's it's Arthur. It's the Knights of the Round Table and Merlin heading out to track down Julius. They're heading out into the woods. They're following his trail as best they can, um, but they aren't quite catching up to him yet. And that night they have to make camp, and they do this extended bit at camp that night of Merlin serving everyone dinner then being sent to feed the horses where he does sense something he feels like somebody's nearby but he sends to feed the horses and then he comes back and all of the food that he cooked has been eaten it's completely gone <laughs> it's very hilarious i i, I kind of love this bit a little bit because it just shows and like i a... can't tell if they're like if they're like busting his balls on purpose or if they're just like so far up their own asses like they don't realize that merlin hasn't eaten anything well, they because they do the bit at the end because they make him go get the wood and like as he comes back, he's everyone's handing him their their dishes. Uh, but ha ha ha, they hid one plate. Like it was all a goof. It was just all of the um, knights just just sending Merlin up a little. Oh, bit. so when he said he had the second plate, I didn't think it was like oh for you to eat, Merlin. I thought it was I ate two plates. <laughs> No, it's because they saved one plate back for Merlin. That's what it was. So he I, can... I just assumed that they just didn't let him eat because Leon had seconds. Oh man, you think this is? You think these guys are super mean? Um, I just love the camaraderie though. Like the, I love the knights yeah, being all yeah. goofy together. Um, everyone joshing each other around. Like they, they really came into their own. Like they, they, they're really nailing the knights for me right now. Like it's, it's a sure, lot of fun. For sure. Um, that evening, everybody sleeps. Merlin is awoken by somebody chanting Emerus. Uh So he goes into the woods where he eventually finds our, our old druid um, who tells them that Julius passed through like three hours ago. Uh, so he's like going east or whatever. Uh, they also say that Triskelion is not a key, but also a trap. And he's like, can you give me literally any more information besides that? The druid guy is like, nope. That was all. That was it. I can't. (laughs) It is not a key, but also a trap. Not only a key, but also a trap. Sorry, we don't even usually say this much. Usually we just silently judge. So the fact that I've said as much as I have... Is, is is big so you should you, you should, should you it. should appreciate that and merlin's just like Ugh. and then as oh, merlin like t- turns around he's like wait one more legend only when the way ahead seems impossible will you have found it and, and merlin is just like that that also like a lot less helpful than you might imagine like okay yeah i get it is it a metaphor or is it literally just like a closed door like which one is it going to be it's going to be one I of the two right up. uh these druid people are, are extremely unhelpful in most situations that's why Uther did war on them. He was tired of their riddles. <laughs> just tired of the riddles. Can you imagine being like next door neighbors with a guy who every t- every time you like wave to him in the morning, he'd be like, "Ah, yeah. uh, what starts indeed. this life on a what greeting leg? or a passing?" Hmm. <laughs> hey, did you see the coyotes in the yard last night? And then he just he's hitting you with a riddle, and you're like, "Dude, <sighs> oh, dude. this is why you aren't invited to barbecues." <laughs> This is this is a, a huge aside, but I know you'll appreciate it as, as a fo- fellow coyote person. Um, I got I got as a fellow coyote hater. It, I got stuck in a conversation uh, with a guy um, during this funeral thing that I talked to you about in the outtakes, and um, it, at this point, we're just talking like a, like it's one of those things where me and this guy have nothing in common. Somebody brought up a thing, and we're just running mm. through the options. And I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember how we got onto coyotes. Uh, but I, at some point I think I was like, Oh yeah. Do you have a lot of coyotes on your land? Like they've been kind of encroaching around my area a little bit. And this dude went like on, he's like, yeah, but you know, I think, I think that me and the coyotes have a truce. And I was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> really? <Okay. laughs> you think that the, he's like, yeah, I think the coyotes know not to come and mess with my chickens or my turkeys. Cause they know that I'll shoot them. And I'm like, I don't think that the coyotes think that my man. I said, and I didn't say that, but what I said was what makes you think that? Like, I'm curious. It's like, well, my neighbors, yeah. my neighbor's chickens got killed and mine didn't. And I'm like, Way to prove something there, bro. Okay. And he's like, and I know, you know, I, I, I really spent a lot of time on my land. And he said this and he like emphasized it. And you know, I think you could just tell the kind of duty is, but the way he emphasized it, he goes, you know, I walk, oh, yeah. I walk my land. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Everybody walks yeah, dude, their I land. Used to, I used to play in my yard too. <laughs> yeah. My friend killed skeletons in his. Like, I don't think he makes yeah. you any better. Uh, and then he said that he was like, he would like find what he thinks is the, uh, like the dens of these coyotes where he thinks that they're making like little spots to sleep. And he was like, and you know, I pissed on him. And I was like, excuse me. 
he was like, yeah, I pissed on them, and I think that's what prevents them from killing my chickens. And I'm like... So you don't have a truce with them. You pissed on their home. Yeah, you, you you urinated all over their... Okay, okay, which one is it? Which one is it? Did, did the coyotes oh, know you, or God. do they know your piss? Like, what are we talking Get about? Get that potent gasoline piss. All right, too much piss talk. Too much piss Holy talk shit, that's again. an incredible story. But um, Sorry, I didn't mean to take us off topic. No, we're, I don't, we're in the woods somewhere, right? Yeah, so the next morning, the, the knights wake up. Uh, they're trying to do a little sneaky sneak, but they don't find anything. Uh, no sign of Julius, but a camp. And Merlin is like, he's going east. And Arthur's like, he's not going east, Merlin. Like, you can't s- just sense that. And Ilian is like, I found, like, dung, a whole lot of it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, then let's go the dung way. <laughs> There's, like, a lot of horseshit over here, so. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, they end up at a dead end, a cave. It's really funny that they made Ilian, like, a tracker. Yeah. Because like, he's the one who's leading. Like, wasn't he a blacksmith? He was a blacksmith 20 <laughs> minutes ago. Absolutely. He's following in his father's footsteps. Yeah. Um, they f- come to a dead end, this cave, and like I feel like anybody in the world would be like, well, he obviously went through the cave, but Arthur's like, nope, can't go through there. <laughs> no, uh, sorry. It's I am. Am I crazy? This is the same cave that they found Merlin's father in, right? I feel like it's filmed at the same location. I don't think it's, it's same, right, but it's not supposed to be the yeah, same yeah, place. It, but it is definitely filmed at the same location that we've been to before. It looks maybe not that specific. It instance, looks a but, lot like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess it's an excellent cave. You're gonna use it. Why you know? would you not use the cave for multiple times? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Right. It's just just practical. It's just practical. They uh they enter the cave. Um, they go through the cave. It's actually kind of magical sound f- feeling going through this. Mm-hmm. Um, as they get to the other side, there's this waterfall, and the music keeps kicks up. And Chris, I if I mean I I wanted to do a side by side, but I didn't have time this week. Uh, I feel like this is directly out of the Shadow of the Colossus soundtrack. <laughs> like the yeah, opening like of this song sounds so much like one of those like overworld kind of themes mm-hmm, that you would ever mm-hmm. you would barely hear. Uh, it's just very good. Uh, you know, and just w- back to the to the Merlin's dad thing, which ha- he's come up in this episode, right? Mm-hmm. When we got to this cave, and I recognize it, that made me think, like, oh, this is this is going to be like a reminder for Merlin because this is where he where he found his dad, and of course he's going to want to follow that like dragon lord's path. But like none of that like matters. It does uh, certainly doesn't come up. It probably isn't supposed to be the, the same cave. And Merlin's not conflicted about this. He's like, no, I'm fucking hatching that egg. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm good. Yeah, I, I know exactly what I want to do and when I want to do it. Uh, also, was the waterfall the, the, the part where the druids were like... Yeah, because it's like, if it, there's a waterfall, then that means that outside of, like, on the other side of that is clearly, that's outside. Like, it just seems very obvious to like, oh yeah, we should probably we should go through the waterfall. We'll get all wet, but it's fine because then we can keep going because there's further. There's a there's a moment when they get... maybe we've played too many video games where like going under a waterfall is always the you, thing you to do. You always do it. Yeah, uh, they get to the other side of the waterfall, and one of the knights is like, "Well, I can see why nobody has ever found this tomb before." And I'm like, "Because they didn't go through the waterfall." <laughs> yeah, it's not even like like. It's really heavy. Yeah. It's going to wash you away. Like, there's no peril. You just get wet. It looked it, it looked fantastic, actually. When I saw it, I was like, ooh, I want actually, to... Actually, it was beautiful. I wanted to walk through it myself. I wanted to bathe in there. Just take off all of my clothes and run yeah. f- and frolic in the waterfall. Dude, just get, dude, just get clean. Just, just get clean like to, down to your soul. Maybe clean um, for the first time in my life, Chris. Maybe clean for clean the in a, first Clean time. in a way that you've never truly been. Not since I left the womb and committed my first sin. <laughs> I wouldn't even say... I wouldn't even say you, you get clean. I would say you're, you get cleansed. Ooh. It's a... You, really cleanses you um and that's different than just taking a shower yeah know? yeah or drinking juice nothing but juice for the for five days that's also uh-huh yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a, a different, different kind of cleanse. cleanse it's different um they emerge from the waterfall cave and they see this tomb of Ashkenar, this giant spire in the sky. Once really glad that you've tackled that tomb name because I'm not confident enough to pull it off. <laughs> I'm making up for every single episode of Still Listening and Keeps by getting one proper noun correct in this one. So, episode 43, boys, let's go. Let's go. Uh, just again, Merlin kind of showing out with some higher budget of just there's a cool fucking tower. Like, I love it, dude. It's so awesome. Dude, towers. Vistas, waterfalls. Great. Merlin has it all. Yes. If you look just right over the waterfall, you can just see Camelot. Like they haven't gone far. <laughs> like it's right there. But it's it doesn't like, why matter. Why did you guys make camp? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you guys just want to hang out? Like they hiked for an hour. They're like, all right, well, Mer- you guys down to chill. <laughs> Merlin, make some soup. <laughs> <laughs> and that, yeah, that, that stew took like 
four hours yeah, to cook. Yeah. So they just were like, "Let's just you know, we'll chill out now." And I can just imagine Percival being like, "No, no, 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 we need time for the for the for the flavor yeah. to develop." <laughs> like we're in a kind of a time. Like, I'm crunch, just thinking man. of like the last time the Jess and I went hiking, and we only did like three miles. But you get to that halfway point, and you go, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't mind like stopping to sit down. Like, I'm you know getting a little sweaty. You yeah, know? Yeah, take, 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 that's take what, that's what these boys do. <laughs> They're just ready to give up. Uh, yeah. While they're in this kind of valley, this uh, th- walking towards the tomb, they are attacked. Uh, Percival gets a gets a crossbow bolt to the knee, um, and it's an ambush. They have to kind of hide from a sniper who they can't identify. Um, and we get a lot of like cool sniper se- segments, like I'll distract him and, and you go get Percival and save mm-hmm. him. And and you know, uh, Merlin finally spots the sniper and like gestures towards Arthur, and Arthur knows where to go. Um, but at the last minute, as Arthur is like going to get this dude, he aims down. The crossbow guy aims down Julius, uh, and Merlin has to fling his crossbow into a um, tree. And if I yeah, was, I think if he I like was, snaps it in two as well. <laughs> and if I was Julius at this point, I'd be like, "Man, this is real weird." <laughs> Maybe I should. Julius is about to pull the trigger, and he's just like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> there seems to be some magic at work, and yeah. uh, uh, maybe yeah, I. And- he just bails. He just fucking runs. He just runs away. I think if I was Julius at this point, I would just like find a place to hang out on the other side of the tower and just wait for Arthur to give up and just be like, they can't yeah. get in. Yeah. I have the key. What are they going to do? Uh, True. But no, he's going to he's gonna run. And then Arthur is very confused when Arthur gets up there and Julius is nowhere to be found. It's very hilarious. Um, yeah. Guess he fled when he realized that he was outnumbered by like 12 muscular guys um uh, anyway all of this all of this running away from sniper business has made all of the knights very tired so they have to take a nap again they have to yeah. they all have to make camp again and the f- they just set out it's well because merlin what merlin rushes ahead because he's really um eager to to catch up to him and save that dragon egg uh and then he like almost runs into a trap so arthur's like it's too dark we can't go on Merlin's like, it's 2 p.m. Are you seriously asking that we make camp? It's cloudy. He's like, no, Merlin. I'm seriously asking you to cook that stew again. It's not dark. It's cloudy. Like, there's just a cloud covering the sun right now. It's not dark. It won't be dark for hours. No, we have to go make the soup. Um, And then maybe the funniest thing that's ever happened in a Merlin episode ever happens, which I am just overjoyed about. Uh, Merlin starts the soup. Uh, The knights are kind of all just distracted. Julius sneaks up. Uh, grabs his trusty slingshot and slingshots a something into the stew pot. We don't we don't really a see poultice. what it is. Probably a piss poultice. Probably a poultice. Probably with a little honest. bit of human urine in there. For being for being very very honest. Uh, and of course, because the the knights like to yuck around, Merlin, who is about to get his like first, gra- he's like, I'm gonna eat first this time. I'm gonna knock this out. Then I'll do my chores. No, 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 no. The knights see this coming a mile away and just start gobbling it up, take the pot away from him. He has to go get uh, firewood for the for the camp. Mm-hmm. And when he gets back, everyone is out. They are out hard. They're like you know he- heads on roots. And just rocks up the butts like everybody's in an uncomfortable position just pass the fuck out uh and merlin is just he doesn't suspect anything at first he's just like okay yeah typical this is typical normal nights this is just a thing that <laughs> this happens is extremely normal for them yeah the only thing that's that's that i mean the only thing unusual about this is you guys aren't chuckling it up right now in your sleep yeah, like usually yeah. there'd be a chuckle okay guys chainmail's not that heavy to walk in i know you're not that tired <laughs> It's fucking hilarious, dude. And eventually he realizes like something is going on uh, and he has to use his magic to like, uh, I guess Arthur is like breathing hard. So I don't know if the, this, the sleeping. Yeah. I think he realizes like, oh, this is actually like a poison. So he has to use his magic and like cure all of the knights, but not wake them up. Um, instead, mm-hmm. he, he runs over to the tower. They're just like just running distance from the tower when they were like, nope, here's good. Let's eat some soup. Yeah, because there's too many traps. I, I, I just, they had uh, to come up with a reason why the others weren't going to be with him. I love that they set up the food thing that nobody would let Merlin eat. So he wasn't poisoned. <laughs> Uh, he sees Julius climbing up the side of the tower, uh, and then we see Julius fitting the Triskelion into the door, uh, which has a very like Triskelion shaped lock on it. Um, and then he, as he walks in, uh, there's some there's some stone gargoyles that start spitting gas. Uh, and mm-hmm. Merlin, I'm all too familiar with this. This, is, this has been here, yeah. As a gargoyle that occasionally spits gas himself, like I have. These yeah. are my people. These are my kids. <laughs> um, did that gargoyle just like eat some ice cream? Maybe there's a little one scoop too much of ice cream. Oh, interesting. This gargoyle is lactose intolerant. Please stay away from it. Um, 
Yeah, but we we get some poison gas. Merlin pushes the gas back, which is something I'm pretty good at as well. Uh, but he uses magic to do it. I use sheer force of will and a, and you know and a lot of clenching. One would say that um, that's your own kind of magic, Chris. Yeah, but Merlin is able to get past these these this last booby trap, I guess, and uh, he reaches the chamber where the egg sits. It's all grand displayed in the middle of the room. Look, the egg itself looks kind of like a teardrop, like a tattoo of a teardrop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a cool, you know, it's a vaguely blue, I think, in my memory. And um, he goes up to take it, but that's when Julius pops up because he's um, he's immune to gas. He's as a piss guy, he's immune to gas. He's yeah, absolutely immune to gas. <laughs> he's Sorry. looking for trouble. He's just absolutely <laughs> looking for trouble. Stunned by my <laughs> continued mentions of urine. Uh, I mean, you said you weren't, and then we just did. We just kept going with I it. Just, I, I just. Have you heard? Have you heard of the podcast Monster of the Week? It's just basically like a six-year-long piss joke. Oh man, there's um a a other supernatural podcaster that has mentioned that um she is listening to Monster of the Week, and I'm like, why? Yeah, <laughs> like, why? You, you guys have so much more insightful things to say about yeah. the show than Chris and I, who just scream horny it's like at each crazy other. Crazy when I hear like I hear anybody offer insight on anything, and I go, wow. <laughs> I can, I've, we're what year seven of podcasting, and I don't think I've offered insight into anything other than my deranged mind. Um, Julius is angry. He wants he wants this egg. Yeah. Merlin is refusing. He starts waving his torch around. I thought for sure the torch was going to hit the egg. Um, eventually, Merlin is like, "I, it belongs to me. This I am the last dragon lord." And he, I, he, I have to say, it made me feel pretty good to see Merlin. Like put out his chest a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Get get a little bit of his own back, and he uses his magic to just send Julius across the room and knock him out. Um, and then he goes back to the egg, which he carefully picks up. And I'm like, you have you not seen Indiana Jones? Do you not know what's about to happen yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah. Um, and of course, as he picks it up, we hear gears and mechanisms come to life, and the towers. That's the last thing you want to hear, dude. dude. <laughs> if, I mean, imagine like you know, you're just a gargoyle spitting out some gas, and then all of a sudden you start hearing some grinding. Uh oh, you got to get out of there. Uh-oh. Uh, you better run. The tower begins to shake apart. Uh, Merlin barely escapes outside. Uh, there's some really cool shots of like rocks about to hit him that I thought were were interesting. And uh, he hides the egg in his leather in his leather bag, just as Arthur and the other knights are like coming to, and and coming over. And Merlin is just like, uh, I don't know what happened. I was asleep like yeah. you guys. I guess I don't know. Uh, and and Arthur's like, well, we should probably go check. And Leon, always happy to have a job done, yeah. is like, come on. Come on, we got this. <laughs> no, nothing survived this. There's nothing. This looks like a checkbox to me. Huh? I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah. we got to get we got to get back to Camelot where I can get some real non-sleepy yeah, soup. They camped for two nights, but and then they get back to Camelot in like 45 minutes. Immediately. Absolutely. This is just me. All they were doing was just like. Ca- they just went camping. They were just camping in their backyard like I did one time before I realized how much it sucked. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I'll just sleep yeah. in side with with the nintendo thank you um they go back to camelot uh back at the lab gaius is kind of laid it on thick about the egg uh talking about how it's a shame that it was destroyed um Berlin wasn't able to save it and you could tell that like gaius absolutely does not believe him and eventually Berlin yeah. just just breaks down and i love this moment a lot because uh number one colin morgan like sells this like enthusiasm about it and then the line all the jewels all the treasures guys they don't even compare to this like seeing like that glimpse of this 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 wizard who is in tune with nature who doesn't care about like mm-hmm. gold or flashiness or whatever like just is really heartwarming like it's 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 very very good to me yeah it's these little things that really make it seem like merlin has come into his own and he's not afraid of this power he's not afraid of dragons or any or the responsibility of, of waking it up none of that he made his choice. He was he was like happy with that choice. He saw it through to the end, um, and he's just like thrilled with the outcome. And I and I love that for him. It's just he's so happy about this. He brings the egg over. He doesn't like guys. Even as like you know, this egg was almost lost because of you. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> like I'm good. Yeah. It worked out. <laughs> All's well that ends well. <laughs> like guys, I got this. Don't worry. Um, and he asks Merlin, you know, hey, what are you, what are you going to do with this? What do you intend to do with this? Uh, and Merlin says, I'm going to make sure that it goes back to where it belongs. 
and it's time to go and it actually crashes to him just putting it on a tree stump outside which is very funny to me like yeah. here it is like he put a sword in a stone he put a dragon egg on a stump like he's got a he's got a theme going in this he's garden. got a theme he's got a theme well uh, I mean, at least he didn't just like leave it in the grass but no, he's he's brought it to present to Kilgar the dragon, uh, who uh, looks at it and says that the the dragon inside is alive and could live for more than a thousand years. Mm. And uh, talking about some dragon lore, this this is what I live for, my man. Uh, Marlin's like, when is it going to hatch? And uh, the dragon's like, that's up to the dragon lords like that they were the only ones that could call forth dragons and i'm thinking over here i can see why you guys are extinct now like you guys have a whole reproductory system that depends on dudes and that's not a good thing it's not great it's not great this is not a good system um but this is a very cool moment where he's like yep this comes down to the you're the last dragon lord you were the only one who can do it and you must call it forth by naming it and instead of Merlin just like coming up with the name, it seems like as he starts to like chant in this this language, a name just kind of appears. It isn't that he he invented this, but he says, uh, I think it's Ethusa. I tried to like spell out the pronunciation. It's the name of the episode, Ethusa. Ethusa. Um, and he summons it up, uh, or summons up that name, and then sure enough, the egg hatches. And a, a white dragon emerges from it. Um, and according to Kill kill gagara whatever his name is the other guy the other dragon white dragons are incredibly rare uh the name that he chose means the light of the sun that's a great name and then uh the dragon says that the white dragon bodes well for albion for you for arthur and for the land that you will build together and then we just get this shot of this beautiful little guy just this little guy the little ray of sunshine poking out of this egg uh it's an adorable little guy so cute he's just so cute you just love this this is just so like you just love to have these like cute little dragon moments um and i don't know who's going to take care of him who's going to give him his milk who's going to who's going to teach him how to you know be you know mysterious how do you how does a dragon learn to be mysterious i don't i don't even know it's just I think it's just it's just it comes with the territory of being named via magic. Um, you're just automatically mysterious. But yeah, I you know, in a way I'm glad that they don't end this episode off of Merlin trying to like deal with whatever comes next. It's just like you get like a joyous moment. Um yes. something that, you know, Merlin never expected to happen, the dragon never expected to happen. Maybe as viewers, I never really thought that we'd see a different dragon. I thought we had one old relic who's this cool mentor for Merlin and then that's that. Uh, and I, I wouldn't have expected there to be a second. So it's just, it's a great moment. And it's, it's a moment of triumph for Merlin where you feel like he's finally, he's again, coming into his own. He's accomplishing things. He's bringing dragons back and there's no like shadow hanging over you right now. I don't know what's in store for this dragon or what's going to happen in the show. Um, but they play it completely like this is a, this is a positive thing. Even the fact of it being this rare color means that it's special and it's a, it's a good sign for the world. And it's just nice. It's just nice to get a huge W. I, uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything for you. Cause I know there's episodes you haven't seen. And even though you've been spoiled on stuff, uh, I just want to say that the, the dragon stuff gets real fucking, uh, good to me. Like I love all Hell of yeah. it. So Hell yeah. I'm this might excited. be the last episode that I ever saw. I'm pr- and I'm pretty sure that I have seen it before. Uh, I'll tell you, um, I, I don't remember the next episode because we get the preview and it's just like Arthur started a war and I'm just like I don't yeah, remember I this don't, at all. I don't think I've seen that one. Um, I don't think I've seen that one. But so. I also also breeze through like eight of these a day for a while. So like it was it was it was a lot. Um yeah, what a great episode. Uh, you know, this uh, Merlin just, I know we say it almost every single week now, but it's just, it's astoundingly how good it is. Like, just solid work throughout. Like, the jokes are good. The uh, the special effects are great. Like, the, this dra- CGI dragon looks amazing. Like, it looks so adorable. The landscape shots are very cool. Like, all of the plot holds together. Uh, the mysterious druids were even more mysterious and u- useless than usual. Like, just that waterfall. That it's a dope waterfall. waterfall. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Uh, I just, I just, I love Merlin. That's a great show, dude. Great show. Great episode. Great dragon. Happy for everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast, everybody. We very much appreciate it. Uh, if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash sponsor of the week. Uh, donate a couple of bucks per month. You can also uh, leave us reviews and ratings. Uh, you can 
Uh, don't talk to us on Twitter anymore. That's just too much of a pain in the ass for me. I just can't go back to Twitter now. I don't know how, if you want to communicate with me. I don't even know how you do it. Like go to our Tumblr, I guess. We have one of those somewhere. I don't know, man. <laughs> go uh, to the join Discord. the Discord. A dollar a month, and you can just literally talk to me in the Discord anytime that you want to. People do that all the time. It's dollar a month to talk to Jeremy. Uh, it's five dollars a month to talk to talk to Chris though, because he doesn't. He's not on Discord. Pricier. Yeah, he's, he's got a little. He's got a little bit more self worth than I do. Um, <laughs> But thank you. We very much appreciate all of you just for listening. We'll be back next week with Arthur's War. Oh, boy. Arthur, you've done it again. can hear you oh okay it says that my voice is connected but i'm not seeing those green bars lit up can does it do i sound okay yeah you sound fine you sound just like chris discord was being a real trickster are you my friend chris Uh, yeah yeah i mean yeah i think so okay yeah well you sound like him okay yeah yeah no yeah that's probably me yeah i think that's me and you know my friend Chris always greets me with the song. Uh yeah, and uh are you too tired? Are you too tired I to was do that? Just about to. Um so is there, do you have any record do you have any uh um I'll, I'll surprise you. Um uh <laughs> I think I'd be faster at this sort of thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I was just I was just I was like, "Oh, I'll sing Mr. Brightside because um I just heard that recently." And uh then I opened my mouth and I almost started singing Old McDonald. Wow. My fucking nephew loves Old McDonald, dude. He's dude, he's down bad for Old McDonald. With a moo-moo here and a moo-moo dude, there. He just wants to know like who's on the farm, what kind of noises are they making. Uh-huh, we uh-huh. were all out to dinner a while ago and everyone kept trying to put the iPad in my nephew's face and he wasn't having it. So I was like, come over here, brother. And he was like, don't call me brother. I'm two. Um, and I just sang him a little song. And uh, and he just he loved it more than anything in the world, and it was Old McDonald. That song was Old McDonald. <laughs> I got to hang out with a bunch of with a bunch of weird nieces and nephews over the weekend, um, and it didn't it didn't go well, Chris. I'm gonna be honest. It with didn't you. go well. There, there was it didn't no... go well. Well, it's e- it's easier when there are two and there's only one of them. But uh, what, what how how what are the ages? What's the situation? What were you dealing with? Uh, ages are all over the place, uh, and I don't even know in some cases. But uh. Sorry, it's it's also weird because they're like, um, sorry about that. My dog is being weird. Um, it's also weird because it's like a weird half slash step relatives. Um, oh yeah. You know, so like, my nephew is maybe twenty five years old or something, but like I've never been an uncle to that dude. Um, and he just right, right. he just plain out sucks. He is just a guy <laughs> who sucks. <laughs> He is just a he's just a sucky dude. Um He's about to catch hate on a podcast. Other other nephew was uh rocking the Attack on Titan hoodie, which I think I texted you. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But could not answer any Attack on Titan trivia. So kinda feel like maybe that dude was a poser. Ooh. Uh top three OPs, I said to the nephew. Yeah. And and no he you know what he he just looked at me like I was a crazy person and I was like, Oh, That's okay. Really- can't that's answer trouble. Do you think he's? Do, do you think he skips the ops? I don't skip the op for anything, but it's fucked up if you do it for Attack on Titan. I, I mean, arguably the op for Attack on Titan is the best part of Attack on Titan. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's everything before the fascism. You know, <laughs> I think that's the best part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I um, but no, I don't. I don't know. It's just being around family is super, super strange and super weird, and I, I don't recommend it. So, yeah, never. Oh, I'd never recommend it. Never ever recommend it. Stay alone all the time. I've uh, I've told you before. I think about my stepdad and my mom being like uh, like Harley Davidson like motorcycle people when they were younger. Yeah, being being rock and roll, rock rock and roll that. stars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and my stepdad uh. So my stepdad passed away. So that's I was up, that was the family event. Yes, so it yes, was yes, me yes. going up there to do funeral stuff. Uh, and he looked for most of his life like the lead singer of ZZ Top with the beard and the ponytail and the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was so cool because uh, we went to the funeral home and like the family gets in there first. And it's it I didn't realize it's been, it's been a long time since I've been to a, a funeral uh, and I've kind of forgotten that you have to stay like a long time as family. <laughs> like you're there yeah, for you're there all, a it's all day. <laughs> long time and it re- it's just a real big drag. And it's it's like it's weirdly fun because there's like a bunch of people that you haven't seen in a long time get to and you get to see those right. guys. Um, but uh, a lot of his old motorcycle crew showed up um, and these are dudes with like you know names like frog or weasel or hell yeah dude <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh and <laughs> these are cats that were like around when i grew up and so i got a lot of oh you're you know i can't oh my god i can't believe you're jeremy like you know blah 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 i haven't seen you since you were you know all that kind of bullshit um and so after the service uh we pile up in the cars they the pallbearers load up the hearse and then we sit there for like 30 minutes in the car <clears throat> And it's just me and Autumn in her ride, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know why this is taking so long. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know if they're trying, if like the police are late or something, because like they're going to escort the mm-hmm. procession to the graveside. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what's happening. And it turns out what was happening is that they were organizing like sixty or seventy motorcyclists, like fucking Harley Davidsons, <laughs> in a line to escort us to the fucking graveside, which is maybe the coolest thing that has ever happened to me ever. Yeah, that's pretty badass. <laughs> that's pretty badass. They have they do a thing around here. Um, I you know I don't even I don't even know what it's called, but they do a thing when there's a long long procession of uh, motorcycle riders. Um. They go by my house pretty often, which is actually it's like kind of cool to just like go outside and watch them ride by. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember one year we were trying to just go to the mall or something, and we simply couldn't. Yeah. Every avenue, like we went through three different towns, and the procession was that long that we couldn't cross over no matter where we went. So we didn't go to the mall that day. <laughs> but it feels pretty cool being surrounded by them. It's um, it's it's it was fun to watch, like, and it was fun to be in as we are, uh, you know, we're not we don't have to stop at red lights like cops are blocking off major arteries of traffic uh unfortunately uh for everybody else they had to stop and wait that seems like it would really suck but it was really cool being escorted to by like 70 and we didn't even know a lot of those people they they just showed up but like a lot of them were just it was just you know it was just like dusty and and frog and yeah yeah (laughs) axe There's a lot you know, of it was overlap. Just, the boys. It just was realizing the boys. there's an, a lot of overlap between names of motorcyclists in Louisiana and uh, people who write Dusty L fan fiction on AO3. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a, a lot of. A lot See, of weird... I'd be getting I'd be getting way too comfortable, way too fast calling them the boys. The boys. Um, mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Sir, you don't know you." <laughs> yeah, that not, you're not allowed. Uh, got a lot of weird looks because I, you know, I recognize these dudes because they they've barely changed in forty years, mm-hmm. and I have changed dramatically in forty years. So right. you became uh, an adult. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was weird. I don't know. It was just a it was a strange experience, and um, nothing stranger than a funeral, really. It, Nothing is ever stranger. And man, I uh, the older I get, uh, and the more funerals I go to, the more aggravated I get at people uh, at like. I guess reverends or preachers or, or whatever who are doing like who are speaking about the dead. Uh, mm. And this, and this dude did better than usual. Um, I'm, this is the same guy that spoke at my mom's funeral and I'm still mad at him about it because he just went on for a long time about Jesus <laughs> and not a very long time about Sheila. And I thought that was kind of mean to Sheila because yeah, I yeah. bet that dude's talked about Jesus a lot and barely spoken about this Jesus. Jesus's funeral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did I, did I miss something? Did, did this, am I at the wrong place in the wrong time? Is that on good Friday? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are we, are we doing a thing? That- um, but this dude still went through uh, like a whole bit about like Solomon 
uh, there's a thing about like how I guess there's like fake preachers that that aren't preaching right or, or not reaching the people the right way, and I'm like, who are uh, you? Who who is your audience on this? Like, right yeah, now? brother, we're in grief. Can we like keep them moving? <laughs> but like, who are you? Like, are, do you see some fake preachers in the audience? Like, is that and you're taking your time to like? But, uh, but for the most part, it was about the dude that died, and I was I was happy about that. But uh, it was that's it was good. very funny just because like you're being very solemn um mm-hmm. just sitting there listening so like autumn is like giving me like nudges <laughs> like yeah. Who, yeah who the fuck is solomon why are you talking about solomon so much like, I, already, who, I told you my solomon story right when i kept pronouncing it like it was yes. saruman yes yes oh, god. <laughs> solomon oh, god. The, the priest is like what the fuck are you saying what are you saying this is not a this, that's not a real <laughs> guy so mad but, yeah. they might do my sister making fun of me so much it was brutal it was brutal yeah, we had it's 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 all good seeing you know family and stuff like that, but uh, mm-hmm. I I have been tired ever since. So yeah. it takes a lot out of you. Everything you know, it's just it's an, it's a process, and uh, you know even even when you maybe don't feel the loss as heavy as other people, those other people that you do care about feel that loss, and it's just like a cycle of it's heavy. It's just heavy. It's heavy. It's heavy all the way around, and um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's just sad. Death is sad. Obviously, yeah, like death is sad. Not telling any, not telling anybody anything they didn't already know for sure. But mm. well, death is sad. Some people. <laughs> <clears throat> um, no, no death on this episode of Merlin, right? So I don't. I okay. legit don't remember. I guess that Julius dude died. All right. Yeah. Well, fuck him. You know, because he was a little stinker. I guess. I mean, it seemed like a pretty good grift. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I was, I was, I was backing this dude until he, um, he tripped up Merlin. It was rude. Yeah, yeah, that was. You can't fuck with our boy. It was really uncalled for. He could have been like, "All right, see you later." But no. Uh, but now we're just talking Merlin. Do you, what? Did you play any games? Do you have do you, any, anything good happen in your life? Uh, not really. No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Oh. I got home. Uh, I, uh, the night of the funeral was uh Sunday. And then I, was, I got three hours of sleep Sunday night and then uh, drove home, which is about a three and a half hour drive, which isn't like terrible, uh, but it was dangerously close to nodding off uh, several times throughout that drive um, to the point where I, great. I was just doing the thing where I was like, I wonder who's who's around. Like, let me call my dad, <laughs> talk to him oh, for yeah, 15 to minutes. Talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 he answered the phone and I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm watching The Last of Us. And I was like, oh, cool. Anyway, <laughs> here's what I'm doing. <laughs> like, didn't even... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope you kept that shit paused. <laughs> this is gonna take a little bit. Uh, the Last of Us was pretty good. Did you watch it? No, I haven't yet. We're. Uh, Did you have any interest in watching it? So it's weird because if you had straight up asked me before some of the trailers come out, I would have just said no because uh, I feel like I, I have seen enough of that. You know, I played that video game. It was okay. I've never understood the fascination with it. Besides, like there's some pretty good writing and some and some good characters in it. Um, but like I never, never really understood why people were like so just involved with it. Uh, mm. But then I watched the trailer, and I think I told you, like I got fucking goosebumps. I was like, "Ooh, mm-hmm. this is this is good." And so yeah. uh, I've decided I'm gonna. We decide we're gonna watch it, but we were like two or three episodes from finishing the first season of The Wire on our rewatch, so we did that instead. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I even though I've played The Last of Us a million times. I got to that same kind of point where I was like, I think we're we're all patting ourselves in the back a little bit too much for liking this one. Um, and what's his name? Neil Druckmann just seemed like he, you know, you know, he loved the smell of his own of his own farts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So going into this, I didn't really know. How, I just feel like I was obligated to watch it. But um, no, I've, I did really like it, and I do really like the game. Obviously, um, it's just the, all the dialogue around it for so many years, calling it the greatest video game story ever. It's like it's just a great narrative that didn't need to be a video game. There's some really good stuff towards the end that makes it. I think it's it's more impactful because you are playing, but. All that aside, I think it's a good, really good pilot. Not even pilot, just episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they do a really good job of making you connect to things uh, in th- the same way, but like through different means. Because there is like an aspect of the beginning of that game that it works because you are playing it. And I think when you like have control over a character in a game, you connect to it a little bit quicker. Absolutely. Or at least that's probably the intention. So watching it, you might be like, I don't give a shit about this. Who are these people? I don't care what happens to them. Um, but they took the time, and I think they got it right. It is a very long first episode. It's like an hour and a half. Um, that was the only reason we didn't watch it, by the way, because we yeah, we actually yeah. we actually queued it up and we're like, you know, we we can watch the wire anytime. Like let's see let's see what this is about. And it was an hour and a half long. We were like, nope. And then we yeah. watched. Two- and it's just the prologue. <laughs> they they handle the prologue very similar there's some like line for line comparisons and stuff in there uh, but they do it a little bit differently 
and I think that's just what makes the episode take so long. But it brings you into the world, you connect with it, and then the rest of the story will hopefully resonate for people from there. But yeah, it's a cool show. Recommend it. Um, I think it's, I think like I think HBO knows what they're getting into with that stuff. I just mm-hmm. there's a there's a point where like you know we wanted to make the we wanted to adapt the greatest video game story of that's all time. So and, annoying. And I'm just like, have y'all played Shadow of the Colossus? <laughs> Literally, like, that's all. That's my go-to. It's like you can't tell Shadow of the Colossus through like any other medium. If you yeah. wrote a book about Shadow of the Colossus, it wouldn't be as good. If you watched a movie of it, it wouldn't be as good. I'd be excited about it, but it wouldn't be as good um, because it comes from from playing it. So just to call it the greatest video game story ever i'm like okay let's yeah. pipe it down also like w- i mean come on like we all saved uh the princess peach from mario mm-hmm. right from from bowser so like that's mm-hmm. that's up there i mean you can't just yeah, yeah. anyway i i, I I'm, I'm excited about it um I, I get real it's uh i don't know if you real if you caught any of this but twitter shut down their like third party services api oh. so, so like the only thing that was holding me to twitter was the ability to use this tweetbot app and um that doesn't exist anymore uh <sighs> and so like that it coincided right around the time of this funeral and then also the last of us coming out as and being like and people being like having discourse about this you know this is the best video game adaptation mm-hmm. of all time and i just my Twitter usage has dropped so dramatically. I don't know how any of you were using the actual app for Twitter. Like it this, stinks. it's bonkers. Well, it's to always me. it's always been bad, but I, I guess when when you don't know any better, then it's fine. But now it's really bad. Now oh they've my. broken it again, dude. It's, it's so horrible. Your feed has split into two, and it's terrible. Yeah, I, and it just it just makes me not use it. But I've missed all of the discourse about it being the best video game adaptation of all time, and I'm just happy about it because I just yeah. I don't care about it from that point of view at all. It's like, good to miss. It's definitely something that's good to miss. Yeah, and I, I, I just, it's weird to me that people would watch that and be like, "Oh yeah, this is a video game." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep telling my dad to watch it, and he was like, uh, "And then I'll, I'll get a text back, like, is it This Is Us?'" I'm like, "No, it's not. No, this it's is not us. This it's is the us. Last of us. It's different." <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, this is us. Could be a video game, I guess. If you, I guess, I guess, like a Life is Strange type of. Yeah, type absolutely. Of yeah, yeah. Put Gordon B. Lurkin in there and have a good time, man. Like, oh yeah, I forgot he's in that show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the. Uh, we watched one of those types of shows, and I can't remember the name of it. Uh, but one of the girls from that one is in this one. It's just basically she plays the exact same actor and actress. It was one of those like parenthood type type mm-hmm. situations. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Um. I haven't. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch The Last of Us soon, though. Probably. Probably this weekend. Check it out. Check it out. I watched the. Yeah. Menu. I don't think have you, have any you of the, the other menu? episodes are gonna be an hour long. I hope not. Um, have you seen the menu? No. Um, that's, we talk about this uh, on what's whatever her name is Anya. Yes, Anya <laughs> Taylor Joy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We just watched the trailer for that, and I was like, I didn't know that this is what this movie was about. I thought it was just a movie about a restaurant. I want to watch it. I definitely want to watch it. I won't say anything about it. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till you guys watch it. Uh, we watched it last okay. weekend. It's it's like a weirdly good pairing with um, Glass Onion or Onion House or whatever that sh- name of that Glass movie Onion, was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. We actually we watched Clue this weekend. Um, I love Clue so that, much. In that like it's, murder mystery. It's so good. Um, it's such a great movie. It held up really, really well. It's just phenomenal. Like I feel like it's like yeah. uh, up there with like Death Becomes Her of like a period piece. That's just well, anytime you watch it, it's just going to be fantastic. It's um, just it's just excellent all around. Tim Tim Curry is just like he's all over the place in that movie. It's incredible. And, uh, I, and the, the, we watched it on Prime, so it that version of it had every ending. I was about to. Um, I was just about to ask if you like if you had the the whole thing because uh, it's it's always really interesting to me that they were just like releasing different endings for that. Yeah, apparently they just did that in theaters. That's like that's crazy. Yeah, that they, yeah. Just so you'd go to see the movie and get a different ending than your friends, and and that seems. I mean, that's kind of that's an incredible novelty that nobody would ever do now. But it's it's pretty funny. Somebody. Uh, was pitching the show i can't remember who it was somebody on twitter was talking to me about the show kaleidoscape or kaleidoscope on netflix and the pitch for it was like you could watch it in any order that you wanted to and i and i just wanted to be like i don't care about that (laughs) i I could do that now too like just because you made the show like make sense i guess like but i doubt that it does like i'm sure that there's a way that you intended for me to do this I i don't know it's just very weird to me yeah um Okay. Should we talk about Merlin? We should talk about Merlin. I'm sorry, dude. I, I'm not doing a good job of conversing today. I, I, I think it's partly me, too, because I, I got home 
And I was like, I'm just going to sit on the couch and veg out. And then it mm. just smooth went to sleep until you texted me. It, like, just fucking <laughs> conked out. So Sometimes, dude, like, vegging out, like, it's absolutely what you need to do. Sometimes, like, when I do it, I occasionally just, like, cannot use my brain anymore. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, today, like, I, I didn't veg out, but, like, work was so slow that I feel like I'm just, like, not with it right now. Because I didn't do anything else. I was just kind of, like, going through my email and, like, doing my thing at work. But there was way less of it, which is good. I've been so stressed out. I'm happy to have a slow day. But I feel like my brain just isn't with it. Autumn pointed out that uh, with the funeral over the weekend, like, um, and uh, the last two weeks back-to-back have been uh, really, really hectic at work. Like, I've been traveling a lot more. I've been doing a lot more than I usually do. And uh, without having, like, that weekend break, like, my body is just like, mm. Jeremy, stop. Like you just have yeah. to, you have to be, a, you have to nap on a couch for a little while. And I'm like, but I don't want to just nap on a couch. I don't want to nap know, on a couch. You might be feeling a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of melancholy. You know, you've been through, you've been through some situations. Maybe so. Maybe I got that melancholy and the infinite sadness. Dude, that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying. That's a good album title right there. We should do something with <laughs> that. I should spell it different and do that. <laughs> Let's talk about Merlin. Let's do it. All right. I don't have like a denim dragon or anything in my back pocket. So, um. Berlin, 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 Berlin. I'm begging of you, please don't tip my king. Berlin. from me. 